brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. Yeah, so hold on. Let me fix this layout real quick. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, perfect. Hey, I don't set up the branding and stuff here. So this is what it's happens. Nice, dude. This is, you this let is me control the, the buttons and stuff. I don't know what I'm doing, but no, it's, it's nice. It's sharp, man. It's like it's a, it's a good show, a good production. I like it. All right. So OTA started yesterday. Um, yep. Everybody's pretty much there, rookies and veterans. Before that, we have rookie camp, like what, three or four days before that? We'll kind of touch base on that too if you want. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Real quick, some notable names that are not there. Charles Leno, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. Um, Ron Rivera said he's been in touch with both Sweat and Young. They're working out on their own, but he's been in touch. It's, it is voluntary OTAs, by the way, which means you don't have to come. Mm-hmm. Charles Leno's not there. Don't know the reason why he's not. I don't know if he was there today or not. But what are your thoughts on, uh, once again, the familiar name that's missing from OTAs, Chase Young? <laughs> So I'm going to share my thoughts. I'm just going to be honest. And I want to, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say, too. Right. Um, I'm disappointed, man. Like I, I'm disappointed. I, I want him to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, is it the end of the world? Is it going to affect um, basically, you know, his sack production? Who knows? But the, right. what kills me is that, like, like it just kind of shows, like, his mentality. And I guess he kind mm-hmm. of, like, he wants to protect his under – like, I've never been in a situation where, like, hundreds of million dollars on the line. So I can see that protecting your body and things like that, but it's like, it is bad optics, you know? And I just, I feel like mm-hmm. um, being there, being with your teammates, just like even standing on the sidelines, you, you like, Hey, I'm going to observe. I'm going to be, I want to meet Eric B and talk to him and sit on the sideline, even coach the younger guys and be a leader, right? Like I'm it's showing lack of leadership. And um, the big thing is that like Ron Rivera has expressed that, Hey, I want you there. I want you to be there. At, it's important to me to be there. Right. And he's not show. he's not showing up. Um, like do I, I, that's where it comes down to. It's like, like you want him to be a building block of the team. You want him to be the face of the team. You want him to be a leader. And it's like, that's the big question. Is that unfair expectations of him? Like, is he all because of his draft position? Does he have to be a leader? And I got something we can talk about together. And like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like I, it, it's disappointing to me. But like you know, the bigger thing is on June sixth to June eighth is mandatory minicamp. If he skips that and starts holding out, then mm-hmm. he has to com- then he has to complete wrong mentality. Like this is voluntary, and hopefully he's like you know working out, which he sounds like he is. But it's disappointing. And like um, Grant Paulson had a awesome segment with Danny Rui. Danny Rui, I don't know if you guys heard this in the chat as well. Danny Rui exploded, and like he was like this going nuts on Chase on um chasing about how he didn't want him to you know he's, he's like you're not um rising to the occasion but Grant Paulson was like dude you haven't really produced in two years um you missed training you missed OTA a couple years ago mm-hmm. and then on top of that when they questioned you about why you missed OTAs you're like I'm getting my money dog like you kind of like had that like, it was like a no apology it wasn't an apologetic perspective at all so it's no. like is this guy like immature? Is he truly bought into the team? Like, is there like is there a deeper issue? And I honestly think there is. Like, I think there is. They there's some friction with Rivera and Young, and people deny that. I've I've heard some whispers from people that I talked to that, that there is some friction there. So I think that I think it's bubbling up. And I'm, I I don't want him to go to another team. I want like no. best case scenario. Right. I want him to thrive and be that dude. I want him to be that dude. But it's like, come on, man. Like, 
if it, was, if it was George Carmi, I'd be there. I promise you. For me, I've always been like a hard worker. Like I'll I'll prove it to you that I deserve to be there. Like yeah. I don't see that from him. And that's like where maybe some the disconnect is. Some people are like, you know, he 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 earns the right to not be there. But dude, for me, it's like if my boss told me to be there, I'm there like in a heartbeat. That's how I am built. Like that's where I see the disconnect. But what about you, dude? You I, I feel I feel the same. I think it goes beyond just working out. Like it's great that he's working out on his own. That's cool. Like I hope he yeah. is staying in shape. But yeah. it's more about that OTAs, like you said. And we'll get to Cam Curl here in a minute, but to branch off Cam Curl's there, participating yeah. in individual drills, but not team drills. We may touch on that in a second why, but he's there. And like you said, it's about building chemistry. Go talk to EB. What's he kind of expect from the defense, even though he's an offensive coach? Like, what's he expect to happen? Because we're a team. Go talk to new faces. Emmanuel Forbes is a new face. Go talk to him. Yeah. yeah the quarterback, what's, what's going to help him out to be a ball hawk that we draft him to be? Yeah. Go hang out and just build chemistry and continuity and just, like you said, on the sideline. Lunch with people. Get some dinner Lunch with people. people. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Voluntary, yeah. But I, I think that when that word voluntary gets out there, they're just like, oh, well, I don't have to go. You don't. But if you care about winning and be successful, then you should definitely be there. You don't even have to work out, like you said. You could just be yeah. there. Yeah. And I think he's now, I think he's maybe taking a little more personal because we didn't pick up that fifth year option. Yeah, I think there's some te- there's some tension there. There's some definitely yeah. some hurt feelings um, there for sure. I agree. It's not about the money anymore. He just inked that new New Balance and Clutch deal, which is great, but that was not during OTA times. That's like right after the season, like a couple yeah. months ago. So that shouldn't be an excuse to why he's missing. Um, another optic, like you said, him not showing his bad optics. He's not wearing that W chain that much anymore. <laughs> That's true. I, 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 I look out for that. I haven't. I look out for that too because the kids in that generation, they it's all about Instagram and social and optics. So yeah. you got to pay attention to it. Uh, Montez Sweat not missing. I don't know what that's about. Maybe he is with Chase Young. Maybe he just wants to work out on his own and he'll be there mandatory. That's different. Charles Leno. I don't know if it's a you know, family thing, or he's just voluntary as a veteran. They don't really care if he's not there. But Chase yeah. Young, man, you got to be there. Like Grant Paulson said, you have, you've you been injured two years out of three years you're here. You didn't finish the season. Like your sack numbers have gone down. You would think you kind of want to be back in the facility to get comfortable and some more chemistry of building so you can be ready to go. Because yeah. I think that he's gone after this year. But I'm like you. I want him to stay. Because we haven't had somebody on defense like that with his natural born talent in a long time. Yeah. And he's so young. And he's so he showed flashes of his rookie year. He showed all in college. I would love to have that here rather than be back at the drawing board trying to find somebody that meets his caliber of play. So it's disappointing. Yeah. He should be and, and Trevor, shout out to your fans in the chat. Dude, they're killing it. I'm That's looking good. at all the comments over here. They're crushing it, dude. Gus Boss. Gus Boss, I appreciate everything you're saying, man. It's really good. I would be okay with Chase Young skipping these OTAs if he did if he didn't do it in the past, right? We're seeing a trend mm-hmm. now. Um, he also I also like what Gus Boss said earlier before, where he was talking about like um he was talking about like uh, it's a it's been a business decision every step mm-hmm. of the way with Chase Young. And I love I like Chase Young. I wanted to be I have his jersey right next to you, dude. I want like I love this guy, but it's true. It's like he it's like always like it's the brand of Chase Young as opposed to like the commander Chase Young. And that's what I mm-hmm. want to get from him. I want him to be more of a team player. And then um kind of circling back to Sweat and um Leno, mm-hmm. Sweat's been around, man. Sweat's been putting yeah. in the work, he's been around. Like I think he's this is I think what I've heard is that Chase Young and Sweat have the same agents. Maybe they're giving mm-hmm. the same advice. So maybe that's kind of maybe Sweat's kind of following Young. Mm-hmm. But like I know Sweat's been around and Leno's been around too. Like, the reason why it's a big issue is because it's it's a reoccurring thing. Yeah, it is. And it's like, and it is and it is magnified by his position. So if you don't mind, Trevor, I'm gonna ask you a question. Like yeah, 
with Chase Young, he's selected number two. He was he was a captain at one point. Mm-hmm. The captain patch kind of got taken away, more so because of injury. But like, mm-hmm. is it fair to make him a leader all because he's number two? Like I'm saying, I I, I don't know. I'm that's why I'm asking. You may be asking people in the group, like, does he automatically have to be a leader? It's a good player if at number two. I don't, I don't know. I think since the judging by his recent history with the organization, you yeah. you can't do that anymore. Like he okay. has his production hasn't proven why he should be first of all, a number two pick overall and a leader at the same time. Yeah. In college, he proved it. Rookie season with us, he proved it. We were like, Let, let's go. We got, we, we hit a gym. The past yeah. two years, he has not, he doesn't, he needs to earn that leadership back. Yeah, he's a, he's a great leader on the sideline during game day. He's full of energy. And we love that. Love yeah. that. But now we need to bring that into the locker room, onto the field, and then maybe you can get that C back on your chest. But yeah, I think he needs to earn it rather than just be given to it because he was number two, what, three years ago. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then, so Cam Curl is there, participating <laughs> in individual drills, but not team drills. Some people on Twitter are talking about maybe holding out for that, that contract extension. Do you think, and his comment said, I'm just coming to work. And once again, he's a voluntary, so he's doing what Chase should be doing, coming to work, but he's not participating in team drills. Do you think that's contract related or he's just saying, like, I don't really want to push myself this early in the season? I definitely think it's contract related, and that's the way I would play it. I think it's the right thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a group chat talking about this the other day, and it was like Terry McLaurin did the same thing. Like Terry McLaurin, like I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, he was in the contract negotiations, but it was a much more positive talk. Like they knew that they were going to sign Terry McLaurin, but in April he would do all the classwork. He would sit down there, do all the installations, and talk to the coaches, and then he wouldn't go out in the field to protect himself. I believe in May when things kind of got a little bit rocky, he started not even coming to training camp, but the I think that's the great balance, right? If you like what well, I love what Curl said, he's like, I'm here to do my job. I like hanging out with the fellas this is kind of what I'm into. And like, that's why I'm here. Like, and that's what you want to hear from a player. Like it, mm-hmm. like, like Jack DeRio had an interview with Julie Donaldson, like one-on-one yeah. yesterday. And like Julie asked him, Hey, um, you know, who was the leader of the defensive backfield? And basically, and he said, Cam Curl mm-hmm. Tr- leaders come and lead. Like, if you're a true leader, you know this, Trevor. If it's innately in you, you yeah. don't want to let your people down, man. You want to lead by example. You want to be mm-hmm. there. So it's like, I like that, man. And I, I earned respect for me with Cam Curl. So that's I don't know, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes has been apparently lighting it up since rookie minicamp. I think he got his second interception today of the offseason workouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is this for real or is it because of going up, you know, against some rookies or some no names or Sam Howell, you know, like, is he for real or is it because of the competition he's playing against OTAs? I think it's a little bit of both. I, I yeah. think he has the skill, but he's going against like like LA fitness players. Like in the last yeah. so last week he was like yeah. rookie mini camp, and it was like mm-hmm. go against like these like people that aren't even gonna make an NFL roster. But like right. I like the instincts that are there. Jake Fromm mm-hmm. was actually legit. He intercepted Jake Fromm today. Okay. Jake Fromm is an SEC player. I yeah. it was Georgia, I believe, is where he was mm-hmm. played in college. So it's a legit school, and you know, he picked him off, but like um, football's football. And like I, you know, I've shared before that like if you are turn if you're a ball hawk, that's innately in you. I think there are some people like you know, we all play for people that are watching this and talking about this. We've played sports before. And like there's sometimes where people like 
they just intercept the ball or like they can like, you know, they just have that little like it factor in them. And that's who he is. Like some people are like good coverage guys, good fundamentals, but like he has that like instinct where he picks the ball off and mm-hmm. you don't hide that in the SEC. And the, we're starting to see that already. Like, like what three practices that we heard of and two of them he has interceptions in. That's a, like, there's a correlation of interceptions that he has, which is fantastic. It's a great sign. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's what they got him here for, man. That's what I'm excited about. So I'm happy with it, and I think it was a good pick. The day of the pick, I was like, Christian Gonzalez, man, I was really excited because I kept hearing all the hype about it. Right. But then, then afterwards, we started hearing all like, the aftermath. It was like Christian Gonzalez is like a projection is a good athletic specimen, but like I said, mm-hmm. like, there were questions about his toughness and about like whether he could turn the ball over, and Forbes is the complete opposite. He's tough as hell, and he turns the ball over. And like, you know what? Let's roll the dice and let's aim high, dude. Let's go for a home run. I like. I it. just hope nobody doesn't try to make any big hits because that man is skinny as skinny as hell. Bro. <laughs> skinny, dude. Yeah. Very skinny. Yeah. <laughs> also, piggybacking off of more OTA talk, it's already been some bad news. Tight end Armani Rogers is pretty much done for this season. Yeah. Yeah. Ruptures Achilles on a non-running injury uh, in OTAs. So. How do you feel about the tight end room going forward with him losing out? Because apparently we're on the street was he was supposed to be a, a pretty important piece for us on the offense this year and EB's offense. Do you see uh, anybody else coming in or were you just promoting or was that is was he a legit weapon in the offense or they're just saying that to be nice? I think they were going to use him, dude. I really do. Like I, you know, I, I went to the, I have season tickets that go to the games. You guys watch the games as well. Yeah. They were using him in reverses and like screens. They were, mm-hmm. they were putting them all over the field. Um, Going into the draft, like there was, this is a great tight end class, and I was like, man, like I was, it'd be really cool to get a Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer, like some of those awesome like high end guys. But at the same time, I was like, you know, you, those are dart throw players, and we yeah. already have dart throw players in our tight end room. We have Cole yeah. Turner and Armani Rogers and Curtis Hodges and all those guys. Yeah. So I think we're deep enough to take a hit. Like I think somebody was going to be put on the practice squad anyway. Like it might have been Curtis Hodges and Armani, Armani Rogers would have been like the starting player, but like. Luckily, we have a little bit of depth. We can kind of <coughs> sorry, see where Hodges is at because mm-hmm. Hodges is six eight, if I remember correctly. He's a pretty big boy yeah, he's, too. He's a big dude. So it's like um, I like the fact that we still have potential. Yeah. And now it's it's Cole Turner season, man. Let's see what happens, man. Like I, I like I like Cole Turner. I like him a lot. Like like last training game, he was dominating. So it's yeah. like if, that, if that's coming around, then I'm all about it. Dude, it'd be cool. And the last note for OTA, Eric Bieniemy. We've seen screenshots, video. He's out there being active, vocal, running with the players, you know, doing this and that. I saw today where uh, Sam Howell got picked off by Percy Butler on the goal line. Percy went to run it back. Sam didn't do it. EB yelled, <laughs> you threw it. You go after it. Um, that's good to hear in OTAs. I believe Michael RP from Art Richmond Time Dispatch. Yeah. He tweeted that already in the second day of OTAs, Coming out of the huddle for seven and sevens and eleven elevens, the huddle is faster and players are lining up faster than any past practices. This is day two of OTAs. Your thoughts on the impact of EB? Is this for real or is this just uh, camp smoke because we're Ashburn syndrome all the time? How great is this, dude? I always I love high accountability, man. Like I, the, I love this team. I hope it bleeds through from my conversations. And Trevor, you know, like I love this team so much. Yeah, no. I try to be objective with this team. And when, when people ask me, Hey George, how do you feel about it? I'm trying to be as analytical and objective as I can. I am happy with this because for years and years and years, we would have like club J we would have low expectations. We'd be very right. lax with um, the way we control our play, not control our players, but like communicate with our players. 
have high expectations. The really the, the reason why these good teams are successful is because they have high standards, and that's kind of what we need to have in mm-hmm. in Washington. I'm, I don't know if you guys remember, but like a couple of years ago, the Patriots had like a joint practice with us. And after yeah. like three or four days, they canceled early because they're like, dude, like I want to practice with those guys. They're freaking, there's no music, there's no energy, it's low, and they weren't into mm-hmm. it. So um, I like it, man. And I think that's going to make a change. Like we talked offline before we started. It's EB and Sam Howell are the two. Like that's the yeah. whole season. Yep. Our defense is going to have a high floor and they're going to give us like, they're going to give us 500 ball. Like our defense is going to give us like, five, we're going to be a 500 team. But if our offense can click and if EB can like make, get rid of all the stupid penalties and make mm-hmm. it simple for Howell, where it's like, you know, you have one, two reads. If you don't have it, just like, you know, run or just something simple for him, that will move the ball for us and we'll be okay. And I, I like, I think the EB effects legit. Yeah. I, my only fear with him, like, well, hopefully I'm getting ahead of myself, but my fear with him, I don't want him to be one and done. I don't want to be like, oh, he yeah. did it. I don't want to be like, you're yeah, African. Like, Look what I did with how now I want a head coaching job. I'm kind of worried about that, but like, I'm, yeah. yeah, especially yeah. with the new ownership coming into. Like, I want yeah. them to like just to stay put this season and yeah. watch, yeah, and be like, okay, well, we knew what Ron did. That's why we're yeah. here, kind of as well. Yeah, but if we want to make a, a promotion, or whatever, yeah, he could be the guy. Yeah, not exactly over you, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, any other OTA news you want to share? Or anything like? Are, are you looking forward to hearing anything? Outside OTAs, like any player specifics that you want to hear about outside of Emmanuel Forbes or Sam Howe? Uh, I want to see Quan Martin. I want to see him yeah. at Nickel. I want to see how he shines. I heard he's doing pretty well. He actually grew on me. I don't know how you felt about it. Like, we didn't talk yeah. about the draft, for instance. Night, I was like, what? Yeah, it was, it it's threw me totally off. He's slowly growing on me. Like, um, I, you know, I, I, I dive deep into that stuff. I read about everything and like, um, the one thing that people should know about Quan Martin is he is a flexible piece. Like, right. like I really liked, um, I'm losing his name now, Brian branch from Alabama. Yeah. I, I really mm-hmm. liked him. And I was like, dude, like we should trade up to get him. And I, I honestly believe the lions, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but the lions traded up like he a couple picks ahead of us to get the, to get somebody. I think they were doing it to beat us for Brian branch. Yeah. But, um, after doing more reading and after listening to Logan Paulson and other people, Brian Branch is a great like box nickel. He's a great like run stuffer. He's a very smart guy. He's Nick Nick Saban's one of the best defensive coaches of all time, coaching right. that guy up. So he's plug and play. Mm-hmm. But Quan Martin basically he can do that and more. He's like more athletic than Brian Branch. He could play free safety if we needed to. And like just that flexibility is actually really cool. So I want to see him kind of unleashed. Like Illinois' defense was like legitimately like one of the best yeah. scoring defenses in the league. And we have two of their players now, which is awesome. And um, I, I'm kind of curious about Chris Rodriguez. I, I want to see, like, I think it'd be kind of, I don't know, it's interesting to me. I want to see how he does pretty well. How about um, you? Rodriguez, he gives me Darius Geis vibes. I've seen him okay. on Twitter too, but okay. like not off the field, but just like the way he's built, <laughs> you know, his stature, the way he runs hard and his cuts and stuff. Like, I, yeah. Darius Geis, when he was healthy and had his head on straight for us, he was a pretty productive he's a breakout player. He was. I, I love that kid, but of course, yeah. we don't know the end of that story. But, and I'm also want to see KJ Henry. Yeah. Nathan and Stoner are, are kind of hyped about that because they said we need to draft an edge due to the whole Chase Young fifth option thing. Sweat might yeah. be too. You know, we have to can't keep both. But I don't know. Do you think he has the potential to be like a starting defensive end or a special teams guy that Dabo Sweeney said that he wasn't at Clemson? Like, where do you stand on KJ Henry? So what I've read and what I've heard is that he's like a high motor guy. Like he's not going to be like to go out there and break. He's not going to get like 10 sacks. He's not going to be like right. a like a refined pass rusher, but he's going to be somebody that kind of keeps fighting and keeps like, you know, he's going to get blocked initially then keep fighting to get a sack afterwards and things like that. 
what I like about him, um, Jim Nagy actually was on Big Doug's show like about a week or two ago. He had an awesome interview, and Doug asked him about KJ Henry. And like the thing about KJ Henry was like he was like the good guy award um, mm-hmm. with the media. He basically like is very approachable and easy to talk to. I think he was like a team captain at one point as well. So like he's a high character guy and a, a high motor guy. And I think that's going to be like a surprise. Like, I, don't, I don't know if he's ever mm-hmm. going to take over for Montez Sweat or Chase Young. Like I think he's a good rotational piece, but at the same right. time, it's like he'll be. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he gets like three or four sacks this year. And it'd be right. kind of like, it'd be kind of cool to have like that in your back pocket when. You know, that's kind of cool to have. I don't, I don't like it'll be a, it's it's um, what's the best word for it? It's, it's kind of cocky to think that basically he would just step in for Chase Young and everything's going to be all right. It's not, it's not, right. not going to happen that way. No, nah, he was drafted yeah. the fifth round too. Yeah, that's no. not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. No, no. yeah. But um, also for OTAs, I guess the last thing I want to hear is I want to hear more offensive connections. I want to hear how the offense is running. I want to hear if there's any hiccups. Is there chemistry? Is there not chemistry? I want to hear more about that this year than I think defense because defense is pretty much intact from last year. Mm-hmm. Adding Mayo Forbes, losing Bobby McCain. Other than that, it's pretty much the same. That cornerback spot is going to be interesting, though, too. I like to see. I want to hear how OTAs are using BSG, BSJ, Kendall mm-hmm. Fuller, Manuel Forbes, like who's outside, who's inside, because everybody can play, play, pretty much play both inside and out. So it's going to be really interesting. But I want to hear more offense connections. And- got it. Is it too is it too big for the moment? Too small for the moment? So and to that point, like I I want to see Jahan Dotson year two, man. I'm really excited yeah. about him. I mean, I want to hear I want to hear him like who's better, McLaurin or Dotson? I want I want it to be like that. That's I'd be all, I would love it if that was the case. That's what I'm really looking forward to. It'd be really cool. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> so anything else in OTAs before we head to the cool down and talk some more stuff? I think we're good, brother. Go ahead. All right, that's it for the game. Come up with a cool down. There's a new site in store for Commander's Potential Stadium, and it's not RFK. Right after this message, we'll be be discussed about where it's going to be and how you feel about it on the cool down.